Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, August the 13th, 2022. It is currently 1.18 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas where I need to offer a quick warning before I say anything else. I, I, I like to refer to these days as my seizure days, right? Some people have cheat days uh, when they're dieting. I have seizure days. And if you don't know anything about it, you know, uh, if for some weird reason, this is the first time you've ever listened to me, have a seizure disorder because something happened to me in the military. You're not going to go through the long story. And well, for a, a, a good number of hours, let's just say my head is not exactly right yet today. But in spite of that, in spite of that, I wanted to turn on the microphone and see what I could accomplish. So here's what I am thinking. I don't know how many hours of live broadcasting I will accomplish today, but I thought we would ease into it with more of a devotional thought. The goal in this episode is going to be kind of just kind of present something to you, and then you can take that, and then maybe you can work on it, flesh it out, share your thoughts, share your ideas, and then maybe we'll, we'll revisit it at a later time, maybe where I have a little bit more mental clarity. I think I'm doing halfway okay at this moment, but we never know, so I'm going to do my best if, and I mean this in all sincerity, if at some point during this broadcast I say something completely incorrect or I, you, I mean, something goes completely wrong, please email me and let me know, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com and say, hey, I think at about the six minute mark, I don't think that's what you meant to say. Now, it may be a situation where, no, I meant to say that. We just disagree. But I would at least uh, like the opportunity to recheck it, revisit it, and go, mm, yeah, they're right. I, I probably shouldn't have been sitting in front of a microphone. But I just, I, I hate when I have seizure issues and I feel like they get in the way of doing what I need to do, what I want to do. And especially I hate it if it gets in the way of me being able to sit here and spend time in God's word, thinking about it, you know, talking about it and that type of thing. That really, that really bothers me. So I have a tendency to say, you know what? Yes, I, I will acknowledge the reality of the situation, but I'm not going to submit to the reality of the situation. I will acknowledge it, but I'm not going to submit to it. I'm going to say, in spite of it, I'm going to do what I can. And if so, and if I need to, the delete button is very easy, right? I can just go delete episode and just, you know, remove it from the face of the earth. But I think I can be, I think I can still produce something that will be spiritually edifying and beneficial to those who hear it. At least that's what I'm telling myself, all right? So are you ready? On this Saturday, on this seizure day, let's spend some time in God's Word because no matter what kind of day it is, whether it's a good day, whether you're feeling great, whether you're feeling bad, whether everything seems to be falling apart, no matter what's going on, 
We always need to spend time in God's word because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And as a newborn baby should desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work, right? It is the word of God that is supposed to be our spiritual food. It is a light. It is a lamp. That's what we need. So when everything else seems to be going wrong, that's the one thing you can run to. That's the one thing you can cling to. That's the one thing you can turn to. So that's what I'm going to try to do in this particular moment. Are you ready? Okay, a few days ago, I was using the, what app is it? Um, I always forget. It's the, um, well, it's just referred to as the Bible app. Hang on, give me a second here. What What is this? Uh, I call, I don't remember its exact name um, because I call it I call it something other than than what it actually is. Simply because, let's see here. Uh, well, it's the Bible app from Life Church, right? The Bible app from Life Church, and we've been using it, trying to because they give you an opportunity to post events that letting people know when we're going live on the air. So we've been we've been spending some time working with it, but it's the Bible app from Life Church, and one of the things it does is each day it gives you the verse of the day, and I'm not a big fan on one hand, of the verse of the day, whether it's on Christian radio, whether it's on a Bible app, because it's just a random verse so ripped out of any context at all, right? Some people love that, but it just, just like, you know, on Christian radio or wherever, they just give you the verse. Either they just read it to you, they may offer some kind of thought, maybe, but in so many, uh, yeah, the U version, yes, the U version app. That I think that's actually the official name, the U version Bible app. There's someone out there trying to help me out. See, I'm forgetting basic things like the YouVersion Bible app, which I should know like the back of my hand. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that, does that not give you great confidence that you're listening to someone who probably shouldn't be talking to you right now? Yeah, that, okay. The YouVersion Bible app. But I digress. Whether it's Christian Radio or the YouVersion Bible app or any other Bible app, when you get the verse of the day, a lot of people will just read the verse of the day and then... I always, I'm just worried that like the verse is so ripped out of its context. So what I tried to do is whether it's on Christian radio, wherever it is, if I see the verse of the day, I immediately try to say, okay, let's take that verse and let's spend some time thinking about it, meditating on it, maybe trying to talk to other people about it, maybe trying to spark a conversation about it. I may post the verse somewhere and just see if anyone will say anything, trying to spark a conversation about it. Because I think the more you discuss it and talk about it and meditate on it, that you will work to try to understand the verse in its proper context. But you have to spend time with it, right? So every time that you, every time I, I get the notification, I can't remember what what time of day I have it set up. I think it's around. 1 p.m., whenever, I get a notification from the Youth Version Bible app of the verse of the day. And I always will look at it. And what I I try, now, if I realize that I'm not going to spend any time with it, I, I, I what I tend to do is ignore it. I tend to, because I, I don't want to just look at it and just some random thought come to my mind that's not really consistent with it. But typically, I will immediately grab the app, look at it. I'll try to grab a notebook somewhere, write the verse down, and then just start like, okay, Throughout the day, let's think about this. Let's talk about this. And the other day, the verse of the day, just absolutely, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, whoa, 
okay, I've got some immediate thoughts. I need to try to, I need to try to flush these out. So what I, so I had planned on talking about this a couple of days ago when I saw it and I said it and I, I just never got to it because we've been working on so many other bigger issues. So I thought this would be a great time to at least say, Hey guys, I saw this verse. Here's some initial thoughts. Let's do a little bit of work on it. And then I'm just going to hand it over to you and then and place it in your capable hands. And then hopefully you'll talk to me about it and let me know what you think. So are you ready? I know that took almost nine minutes to just get right there, but that's okay. I'm easing into it this morning. Here we go. This verse is found in the book of Galatians. All right. Paul writing to the church of Galatia. All right. A lot of important topics and and the letter we call it the book of Galatians, the letter uh, to the Galatians. All right, but in chapter five, Galatians chapter five, we read these words. Galatians five twenty five. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, I have seen the verse, read the verse, memorized the verse, taught the verse. I've, I've had lots of interaction with the verse over the years of my Christian life. But this is just one of those situations where I see it and all of a sudden the thought just hits. Live versus walk. Live versus walk. There, there's, there's almost a contrast here, and, and maybe, maybe you see it, maybe you don't, but let me just try to point it out. Maybe you won't even think it's a big deal, but I just it hit me, and I, I think it deserves some consideration. So if we live in the Spirit, so we start with the question, of it, so almost like it's not a guarantee that everyone is living in the Spirit, but if we are a Christian, it seems to, to be the, I think the I think it would be clearly argued that the text is implying that as a believer, you live in the Spirit, right? If, if uh, as a believer, the Spirit indwells you, we live in the Spirit. We live by the Spirit in the sense that our entire spiritual life is because of the, because we have been regenerated. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. We're kept by the Holy Spirit. We're sealed by the Holy Spirit. So that our spiritual life the Holy Spirit is essential to that. So if we live in the Spirit, so if, if, we're, if we are saved, let us also walk in the Spirit. So the first thing we have to determine, am I living in the Spirit, living by the Spirit? That seems to me to be referring to, am I saved? salvation. That seems to be referring to my, in a sense, my positional standing, that I'm living in the Spirit, living by the Spirit, the Spirit indwells me, that I'm connected to the Spirit. If that is true, then the next part seems to imply, if, if, if you are living in the Spirit, if that is true, then what you need to do is walk in the Spirit. Like if you, in other words, there seems to be a contrast that, that it's possible that you can live in it, but not walk in it, that you can live by it, but not walk by it. That hey, you can live in the spirit, you can live by the spirit, but you may not be walking by the spirit. And I think that that's a very, 
I think that's a very challenging thought because if, if, if I determine, you know what, I, if, if, if living by the Spirit simply refers to basically being saved, then this would imply that there are saved people who are not walking in or by the Spirit. And if that's the case, then how do we move the people who are saved, living or by the Spirit, how do we move them from living and by to walking in? Forget others. How can I can, can look at myself and determine, all right, you're living in the Spirit, by the Spirit, if we think that means salvation. Now, what can I do to actually walk by the Spirit? How consistent can I walk in or by the Spirit? So I thought we, we would just do a little bit of work here. Let's just start. I think, I think this is the obvious place to start. I think this is an obvious place place to start. I'm going to grab the Blue Letter Bible app. I'm going to go to Galatians 5.25. If we live in the Spirit, I'm going to open up the interlinear. All right. Give me one second here. I currently, my iPad is not connecting correctly here. Just give me one second. I forgot to connect it to the, uh, Wi-Fi extender. Just give me one second. I've got to wait for the little check mark to appear. All right, there we go. Now I can go back to the Blue Letter Bible app. Here we go. All right. If we live, so uh, this is the way uh, the interlinear has it. If we live in the Spirit, in the Spirit also let us walk. So if we live in the Spirit... Then in the spirit also let us walk. So if so, the first thing, so what we need to understand first is the living, if we live in the spirit, if we live in the spirit, the way the, the interlinear has it, it has the word if, then it has we live. One, one Greek word is translated we live. That Greek word we live is this Greek word. We live is this Greek word. Strong's G2198. Zao. 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 It is used 143 times, right? Zao is used 143 times. 117 times live, or, or nine, nine times be alive, alive, quick, uh, lively, um, live, or live. So, so, or, or live, we live, if I said live, live. So 117 times live, right? Not like I'm live, I'm live, but to live. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I'm doing great today. To live. Zao is to live. So there's no question that it should be, you know, that there seems to be no argument or debate that, well, to live in the spirit, to live in the spirit, that's how it should be translated. But what exactly does that mean? All right. So again, 117 times it's translated live. Um, it's Strong's definition is to live. There you go. <laughs> Basically, literally or figuratively, it's just to live. Right? That, that, that doesn't offer a lot of help. The outline of biblical usage is to live, breathe, be among the living, not lifeless, not dead, to enjoy real life, to have true life, worthy of the name, active, blessed, endless in the kingdom of God, to live, past life, in the manner of living and acting, of mortals or character, living water, having vital power in itself, exerting the same upon the soul, be in full vigor, to be fresh, strong, efficient, powerful, 
effectuous. I mean, that 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 there's a lot of words there that still see, may seem a little bit vague, but I think the the bottom line is it means to live, that to be among the living, to be alive, to enjoy real life. If I live in the spirit, it's the concept that I am alive spiritually. That that's the only I think that's the only way to even come close to understanding this concept. If I live in the spirit by the spirit, if I am alive spiritually, I was dead in my trespasses and sins, but I was made alive by the work of regeneration. I was brought from death unto life. I experienced a spiritual resurrection. I was born again. So if I am, I think that that to live in the spirit has to be kind of a another way of saying um, that I am saved, that I am alive spiritually. All right. So let's go back. Galatians 5, 20, 25. If we live in the spirit, if we live in the spirit, now in the spirit is translated this way. Strong's G, 4151, Numa, 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 Numa. So if I live in the pneuma, pneuma is used 385 times. It's translated spirit 111 times, Holy Ghost 89, 89 times, spirit of God 13 times, spirit of the Lord five times. Um, Strong's definition, uh, pneuma can refer to a current of air, breath, uh, or, or by analogy or figuratively, a spirit, human, the rational soul. Uh, but it can refer to God, Christ, Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So the idea here, it's uh, the outline of biblical usage, the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father. It's the idea that I am living in and by the Spirit. I am, and this has to be referring to my spiritual life. My spiritual life, I am made alive, and it is because and by the Spirit. He keeps me, sustains me spiritually, seals me, preserves me by the Spirit. So I'm going to argue to live by, or to live in or by the Spirit. Now, the, the translations vary a little bit. The King James says, if we, li- if we live in the Spirit, another translation that I have right here says, if we live by the Spirit. So it's in or by, seeming, depending on the translation you go with. But to me, that's irrelevant. I'm living in, I'm living by. My, my, my spiritual existence is because of the Spirit of God. So therefore, that has to be another way of saying that I have experienced a spiritual life, I have spiritual resurrection. I was dead and now I'm alive. So, it, so that is referring to my salvation. In a sense, that's referring to my positional standing before God, that I am spiritually alive. That is, that is a positional, sealed, finished, accomplished thing that cannot be changed, that cannot be taken away because I have been made alive. Now, if that is true, what the text seems to be saying, if, if, if that salvation is true, then what we need to do is then walk in the spirit or by the spirit. If we live, we need to walk. If I, if I live by or in the spirit, then I am, I should be called, motivated, challenged to then walk in and walk by. Now let's, let's work on the phrase. Let's see how it's broken down here. Galatians 5.25, back to the interlinear. If we live in the spirit, 
then let us walk. Let us walk. All right, now, the in the spirit part's going to be the same. It's pneuma. It's pneuma. So in both cases, it's going to be pneuma. So, so I either I live in the spirit, I live in and by the Holy Spirit of God, and it's that same Holy Spirit that I need to walk in or by. Now, what does it mean to walk? Well, the Greek word here for let us walk, or there's one Greek word that's translated let us walk. The Greek word is this. Strong's G, 4748, stoicheo, 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 stoicheo. Now, stoicheo is used five times, four times it's translated walk. One time walk orderly. So, again, there's no question here. So, in all of these cases, there's not like some like major textual issue where there's disagreement on how it should be translated to live, to walk, in the spirit, all of that is clear. It's obvious. This is not one of those verses where, like, no, I think it should be translated this way. No, the only the only real difference is live in or live by. Walk in or walk by. That seems to be the only major differences here. So, so this idea, stoheo, is uh, it's translated, or I'm sorry, it's, it's used five times. Uh, the Strong's definition of stoheo is, you see here, it's, uh, it, it comes from the idea of to, uh, to range and regular line, to march, like in a military rank, to keep step. Figuratively, figuratively to conform to virtue and piety, walk orderly. Now, I like the idea, at least in my mind, that marching and keeping in step. Get in step! If, if you've ever been in the military and you learn about marching, oh, man, march all over the place. In basic training, you march everywhere. You march. You march. You light. you got to form up, okay? So you, you got to do the, the whole process of, of forming up. And then once that's all ready, then when they start, they give the order for you to start marching and you start marching and left, right, left, right. And everyone is supposed to be in step. Everyone is supposed to be in step. And you march everywhere. And then you get to your technical school and you march to class and you march back from class. In step, in step, in step, in step. And if someone gets out of step, then you'll hear, you know, the, the drill instructor will yell, get in step, get in step. And you'll have to shuffle your feet, do whatever the case you can be to get back in step. Some people had major problems maintaining being in step or, or doing or marching correctly. And then they would get called out and get in trouble. So I, I understand the marching allegory, the mar- the marching illustration, because I, I did that for, you know, so, or for a portion of my military career, and at different times, if we had to march in a parade or, or whatever the case may be, we would have to revert back to those original skills that we were taught. Not, not that I necessarily loved any of it, but it's something that I'm familiar with. So this seems to be the idea that I, I live in the spirit. I've experienced salvation. I've experienced spiritual life. I've experienced a resurrection. Now that same spirit who's given me life, that same spirit that basically keeps me alive, spiritually speaking. Now it's that spirit that I am to keep in step with. I am to, in a sense, march it with. I am to stay with, you know, left, right, left, right. I, you know, forward, halt, you know, whatever the case may, about face, whatever the orders may be, I've got to stay in step, follow that. So it's the idea that, okay, the spirit gives me life. 
Now, my job is to try to stay in step with that spirit, with the spirit of God. Now, I don't believe that this is some mystical, crazy experience where I'm trying to feel the, the, the you know, moving movement of the spirit. I'm feeling some, oh, I, I think I feel this, or I think I feel this, or I, I hear this. That becomes some mystical, crazy thing where you can't determine if it's the spirit of God or if it's your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own mind. No, I think what we understand is that the Spirit of God, think about it this way, the Spirit of God is very instrumental in regenerating, right, and regeneration, and we talked about that in our study on the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is obviously absolutely involved in the the inspiration of the Scriptures. Holy men of old were moved by the Spirit of God. It was the Spirit of God that's very instrumental in the production of Scripture, So if I live by the Spirit, I'm saved, I've experienced spiritual resurrection, then that spiritual resurrection should move me to then, in a sense, try to stay in step with the Spirit who reveals His marching orders through the words of Scripture. That's the only way this can make any sense to me. Um, so it's used, and again, it's, it's to, to walk, uh, to keep in step, to conform virtue and piety. The outline of biblical usage, to proceed in a row as the march of a soldier, go in order, uh, to go on prosperously, to turn out well, to walk, to direct one's life to live. That it's the spirit of God as he's revealed the truth of God in his word. So I, so in, think of it this way. I'm dead spiritually, and then I experience salvation, right? Which a part of salvation is regeneration, which is a spiritual resurrection. I am brought to life by the Spirit, and now I live in the Spirit and by the Spirit. That is set, that is done, that is finished. Nothing can take away that life. That life is there. It's given to me by God. The Spirit is inside of me. That is set, that is finished, that is, that is done. Now I take that life, and now because of the one who has given me that life, I should listen to, in a sense, their orders, their commands, and seek to follow it. Now, obviously, obviously, this seems to imply, and I'm going to go back and read it again, it seems to imply to me, all right, it seems to imply to me, if you hear that noise in the background, that's my neighbor mowing their yard. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk. Now, the idea is, if we've been saved, then we should walk. But I don't think it's speaking of it as like, it's guaranteed that we will. Because we clearly don't always walk in and by the Spirit. We walk in and by our own desires. We walk in and by the culture, whatever the influence may be. We're not put it this way. We're always going to, we're always marching and we're always following some kind of order. Someone, someone is giving us that order, whether it's my own emotions, it's my own feelings, it's my own desires, it's my own thoughts, it's the feelings thoughts placed upon me by the way I was raised, that which was placed on me by society, culture, entertainment. There's a million things saying forward march, you know, right face, left face, about face, whatever the case may be. There's, those orders are being given out every single day. 
And we sometimes find ourselves in step with something other than the Spirit. We find ourselves in step with something contrary actually to, in other words, it's marching us in the wrong direction. I'll give you an example. In the military, a lot of times we would find ourselves marching somewhere where you would have multiple drill instructors marching a different groups, right? Different squadrons, right? So you're in your squadron and you've got your drill instructor, your TI, you know, left, right, left, right. And, but then you're hearing another voice saying left, right, left, right. And sometimes you're like, wait, 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 which, which one am I? Wait, he's on right. And he's on left. Wait, who? And then the TIs would always get mad. You better know my voice. You don't listen to someone else. And then they would yell and scream at you because, you know, military games. And you would get irritated by that. Where you're like, look, there's like 15 people screaming left, right, halt, forward, march. I, I can't. I can't keep them, I can't keep them separate. I mean, it's all, it's all mingled together, but you had to pay attention and in a sense, know the voice of your drill instructor. You had to keep an ear out for that voice, that, that cadence, that sound. And so, because if you got out of step, then man, you know, they would yell and scream. That's it. That's it. Get off my drill pad. Get, get off. And you, they'd send you somewhere else. Now, back when I was in the military, I don't know why they thought it was punishment, but when I was in the military, we had all, it was all male squadrons. We didn't have, uh, you know, what you would call a brother or sister flight where you have females. The females were in a completely different squadron. You never saw them. You were never around them. But we we were the like the last for the Air Force, the last all-male squadron. It was going to become now, in a sense, mingled together. And you would have in the same squadron a brother flight and a sister flight, right? They would, And you would, you know, see and, and possibly march together. Well, at that time, we were the last all-male one. So for some weird reason, if you messed up marching and you couldn't get in step or you, were, you just kept not doing things correctly to humiliate you, they would that that's it get off my drill pad you're going over and they would send you to go march with the females i don't know why they thought that that was like the you know humiliation or punishment but that's what they would do because you weren't listening you weren't paying attention so in a sense this this using the military the greek the greek language here alluding to kind of a marching and a military formation i can relate to because we we have all kinds of voices saying left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. We have the voice inside of us, and that voice inside of us, when God says left, it says right. When God says right, it says left. When God says halt, it says forward march. When it says about face, it says no forward march. It's, it's, it's the opposite of everything. We have the Spirit of God who has revealed the truth of God through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, giving us scripture. That's how we walk in the spirit. Everything around us. And first of all, we've got the voice inside of us saying opposite, opposite, opposite. Everything is opposite. Everything is opposite. Everything. We've got culture, opposite, opposite. Uh, Sometimes we have the church sometimes saying opposite, opposite. Sometimes we have Christian friends saying opposite. What we have to realize is the life, the spiritual life we have is because of the spirit and that spiritual life, we should take that spiritual life and now use that spiritual life to live by or to walk by and or to live, or I'm sorry, we live by the spirit, but to walk by or to walk 
and the Spirit. That is what I think the walking is referring to. And I just think it's interesting. We can So make sure you understand, you can be living by the Spirit. That is, that is an act of grace. That is an act of sovereign election. That is an act of sovereign regeneration. That's an, a work of God. You living in and by the Spirit is all a work of God. That's out of your control. God is the one who saved you, chose you, regenerated you, sealed you with the Spirit. You're indwelt by the Spirit. That is, in a sense, your positional truth. That is your positional reality. But you can live that. You can live in the Spirit and by the Spirit. That is not any indication nor guarantee that you're going to walk by the Spirit in any meaningful way. And I know some people go like, absolutely not. If you're not walking by the Spirit, then you're not saved. No, this says that if we live by the Spirit, then what? How does it read? Um, it, um, I'm in 2 Corinthians. I don't know why I'm in 2 Corinthians. Galatians chapter 5. The fan here keeps moving my pages. Galatians 5.25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk. It's, it's, it's almost saying, hey, if you live in it, then you should walk in it. This is what we should do. It's encouraging us to do it. But the one thing I know by reading my Bible from Acts all the way to Revelation is that people in the church, people who are professing believers, are not always walking in and by the Spirit. They're walking opposite to it. That's why most of the letters written to the New Testament churches is trying to say, stop doing that and stop doing that. And could you stop? Would you do this? You need to do this. Stop doing this. Why? Because we're always out of step in some way, shape, or form. We have to recognize when we're out of step and then seek to get back in step so that we're walking in or we're walking by. And there you have it. So let's go through these really quick. Galatians 5, 25. If we live in the Spirit, I believe live in the Spirit is another way of saying if we are saved, if we have spiritual life, if we live in the Spirit, let us also, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in or by the Spirit. If you look up the interlinear, you get these Greek phrases, all right? Galatians 5, 25, here we go. If we live, is this Greek word? Strong's G, 2198, zao, zao. Zao, that's the idea of to live, to live to live. I don't know why I was saying live, but to live. Okay. It's used, it's, it's translated live. No, live is the idea of live. Okay. So we, we are to live, to breathe, all right, to enjoy life. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's to live in the spirit. That's the idea of having spiritual life. If we live in the spirit, uh, to live in the spirit is pneuma, the idea of the Holy Ghost. If we live in the Holy Spirit, live in the Holy Ghost, let us walk, and let us walk is this Greek word. Uh, let us walk is this Greek word. Strong's G, 4748, stoicheo. 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 And this is the idea to to proceed in a row, to march basically as a soldier, to keep in step. And again, we keep in step with 
the same spirit that we live by, that we live in, the Holy Spirit, now we are to walk and step with that same spirit. It's the one that gave us life. It's the one we are to stay in step with. We will always fall short, but that's what we must be moving and trying to do. Galatians 5, 25. There we go. I'm going to stop right there. Not, well, you, I, I won't make any determination. I know a couple of mistakes I made. Stumbled over a few phrases, over a few ideas. I think I did halfway okay, considering it's a, quote unquote, a seizure day. You can determine if you think this was beneficial, if it was worth your time. You can email me today, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. If for any, if for any reason I stated anything in an incorrect way, please let me know. Um, yes, to live, to live, not to live, <laughs> to live. Okay, it's the idea to live, to live. So um, I, I think that uh, is the, uh, I don't know why I was saying it the other way, probably because I'm looking at my screen and while it's, well, L-I-V-E, but there, that's also, it means that I'm live on the air, but the way it's used here is referring to, to live, living your life, okay? Or, or you could say being alive, but that would not be L-I-V. Okay, you get the idea. All right. So um, hopefully I didn't mess that up in any way, shape, or form. I think I corrected all of that and everything else though. In spite of my weakness, it's still the word of God, and that's still a very important verse for you to consider because I just want you to realize that today, right now, you could be living in and by the Spirit because you've been made alive by the Spirit. You've been regenerated. You have spiritual life. But at the exact same moment, you may not be in step with the Spirit. You may not be walking in and by the Spirit. You're walking in and by all the other voices telling you to march and telling, giving you a cadence and giving you the commands. And you may not even recognize what, what you're doing. And we have to constantly, in a sense, readjust, readjust so that we're back in step. And we're always going to be out of step in some way, shape or form. But it's what we are called to do. All right. Give me your thoughts, your feedback. News, if at yahoo.com. News, if at yahoo.com. News, if at yahoo.com. I'll probably give it a few minutes. Um, see if, if I may go back and listen to everything, see what I've messed up. And if I feel halfway confident in it, then I'll see what else I can do this afternoon. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.